The reading is from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7, from the Common English Bible. In those days, Caesar Augustus declared that everyone throughout the empire should be enrolled in the tax lists. This first enrollment occurred when Quirinius governed Syria, and everyone went to their own cities to be enrolled. Since Joseph belonged to David's house and family line, he went up from the city of Nazareth in Galilee to David's city called Bethlehem in Judea. He went to be enrolled together with Mary, who was promised to him in marriage and who was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for Mary to have her baby, and she gave birth to her firstborn child, a son, wrapped him snugly, and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the guest room. This is the word of the Lord. This scripture reading will come from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 8 to 20. Nearby, shepherds were living in the fields, guarding their sheep at night. The Lord's angels stood before them, and the Lord's glory shone around them, and they were terrified. The angel said, Don't be afraid. Look, I bring good news to you, wonderful, joyous news for all people. Your Savior is born today in David's city. He is Christ the Lord. This is the sign for you. You will find a newborn baby wrapped snugly and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great assembly of the heavenly forces was with the angels praising God. They said, Glory to God in heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go right now to Bethlehem and see what's happened. Let's confirm what the Lord was revealed to us. They went quickly and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. When they saw this, they reported what they had been told about this child. Everyone who heard it was amazed at what the shepherds told them. Mary committed these things to memory and considered them carefully. The shepherds returned home, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. Everything happened just as they had been told. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, Merry Christmas. And I want to say Merry Christmas to those worshiping with us online. And if you all would forgive me just a minute. Can you give me a minute of personal privilege just for tonight? Hi, Mom and Dad. Merry Christmas. Um, Merry Christmas. Yeah, say hi, Mom and Dad. Uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas to all our friends and family on the East Coast. Special Merry Christmas to my daughter and son-in-law, uh, Rachel and Shane, in Barbados with their family who are watching online. And also my other daughter and son-in-law, Mike and Lauren, in Florida, Tampa, Florida, actually Lakeland, Florida. So Merry Christmas to you all as well. So, and Merry Christmas to everybody else, family, friends on the East Coast that are tuning in, and on the West Coast, and everybody in between coasts. So, I'm done. All right, thanks. So, one of the things I, I uh, thought about, have you ever been woken up in the middle of the night suddenly, like, like the shepherds? Has anybody, have you ever, I'm sure you've had that happen, hopefully. If you have kids, you've had that happen. <laughs> So I was actually, uh, before kids, I, was, I worked as a mental health counselor in a facility, and uh, I had the weekend off, and in the middle of the night, about 2 a.m. in the morning, I get a phone call, and this is back in the day when the phone was attached to the wall. Does anybody remember that day? This is before cell phones, 
before all that. So the phone rings in your house. You can't, like, silence it like a cell phone. And it goes, and I, so I go, grab the phone, and I answer it. And it's another staff person in the facility, and they, have lo- they say, I, I've locked myself out of the office. Now, this is a night shift. We had three shifts, and she was working the night shift, and I was off shift that weekend. And so I knew this is pretty important. She, our staff can't be locked out of the office where all, everything is that they need uh, in case there's a crisis or anything. And so I said, okay, I'll come over and let you in. And so I, I, I get myself woken up, get my clothes on, grab the car keys, and I start driving. I'm about 10 minutes away. And as I'm driving over, I'm like, wait a second. Why am I unlocking the door? There's, an on, there's a manager on call. Like, why did she not call the on-call manager, the person who's got the, you know, the pager, and you call them, and they can come and help if there's a need or anything in the middle of the night? And I wasn't on call, and I was like, why is she calling me? So I get to the facility, I unlock the office, and, and uh, you know, get everything situated, and she's relieved. And, and I just simply said, I said, uh, I could... Uh, I said, did you have a hard time getting hold of the on-call person? She said, uh, I didn't call them. And I said, well, why didn't you call them? And she says, well, this is the third time I've done this, and I didn't want to call them again. Like, you know, and I thought to myself, oh, you know, so I got back in my car, grabbed my key, drove home, and I remember being frustrated the whole way home, like, okay. So, uh, but anyway, everybody was fine and so forth. And I think about how my response changed from, oh, I'm here to help, to frustration, Right. Um, how do you respond when you're woken up in the middle of the night? <laughs> it depends on what it is, right? It depends. If it's a crying baby, you, you go to help, to aid. If it's, a, if it's a prank caller in the middle of the night, you're, you're frustrated, you're angry. It depends on what is going on, right, as to how you respond to that situation. I think about the shepherds that night, their response It said that they were actually living out in the fields. They were camping in the fields with the sheep. And so that meant some of them were keeping watch. Some of them were asleep. Some of them were letting those on watch give them some rest. And here in the middle of the night, they are woken up. Now, a lot of times, I don't know if you picked up on this, but when we heard the gospel tonight, when we heard Luke tonight, there's something in there that maybe we don't always think of. Let me ask this question of you. When you picture the angels coming to see the shepherds, where are the angels? Yeah, I think we have a picture of that. This is how we typically think of the angel. The angel appears in the sky and is looking at the the shepherds, and the shepherds are like terrified. And as I said one Christmas, I mispronounced that, and I said terrified. And so they were terrified, and they were just scared, right? They were were disturbed. (laughs) They were disrupted in the middle of the night. But if you read the text, and if you read most of the texts that translate this, the angel did not come in the sky. Did you pick up on that? If you go back and look at what it said, the angel came and stood by them, stood with them, kind of walked into camp. So think about that. You're sleeping in your camp. you got some of your friends watching the sheep, keep an eye out for predators. And all of a sudden, this stranger walks into the middle of the camp. No, and not only is there a stranger in your camp, but there's the glory of the Lord shining around you. So I get the picture that the angel is actually standing in the middle of this group of shepherds, and they've all woken up because of the light, this bright light, this light that has come upon them as the presence come on, like somebody turned a floodlight on them. And they're like a deer in the, in the floodlight, right? They're, they're just frozen. They're afraid. 
And I think about how they were afraid of this message. And the angel says to them, you know, the angel turns around and says to them, hey, uh, don't fear, right? Do not be afraid. In fact, it says that. Don't, don't be afraid. Look, I bring you good news to you, wonderful, joyous news for all the people. And one of the words that's not in that, trans, in that particular scripture, but is in other scriptures, is the word behold. The angel actually said, behold to their fear. Now, behold means something a little bit different. Behold means that when you're afraid, the angel recognizes their fear, but you, I want you to behold, just, just take a breath. That's what behold means. Like, take a deep breath. Get your heart rate back to normal. Behold, ponder, think about that this is something, that something's about to change. So behold means ponder this and change your perspective. So to frighten shepherds and to frighten people, the angel says, behold, take a breath, pause. Think about what God is doing, and here's what God is doing. Good news. Great joy. So change your perspective from fear to joy. That's what the behold means. So behold this, right? It's interesting that when the, the angel announces this, that that is similar uh, to words that were used announcing the birth of Caesar Augustus. Caesar Augustus was mentioned already in Luke chapter, at the beginning of Luke chapter 2 there. But at the birth of Caesar Augustus, he was hailed as their savior. He was hailed as, and said in his birth announcement, good tidings to all the people because of the birth of Caesar Augustus. And it was the beginning of a new era. And there's actually an inscription on a Greek stone called the Peren uh, Stone. I think I pronounced that right. And it's an inscription that says these things about Caesar Augustus. So it's interesting that the angel would use this, this language. That the angel would say, in this time of Caesar Augustus, in this era of this Caesar, there's another ruler born. And it was the angel intentional about saying, no, Caesar is not your savior. Caesar won't save you from your fear. In fact, the people were in fear and they were afraid of the Roman government and afraid of the Roman emperor, and that's what held the peace in the region. They were afraid of the Roman military that had occupied their homes and their territory and their city. So they were afraid of the Roman emperor. But the angel is saying, Behold, <laughs> change your perspective on fear. Because now there's a new ruler, or as they used to say, a new sheriff in town, right? A new savior, a real savior has come, and it's not a military conqueror, it's not a military savior, it is Jesus, the savior. Good news, great joy, someone who will bring peace, but not through military means, not through power, not through all these things that we often are afraid of. There's a different kind of peace, so behold and change your perspective that the Romans are no longer in control of you. Jesus is. That's good news. Then, 
they have another cardiac arrest, another heart attack, because then all of a sudden, notice if you can imagine this, being the shepherds, you've got one angel there, there's light, they're telling you this message, and then all of a sudden, a multitude of angels is surrounding you. More than you can, what that means is you can't even count them all. Think about that. You are surrounded on the ground, not up in the sky, by all of a sudden more strangers, more angels, and they're singing, and they're glorifying God, right? And they're worshiping what God is doing. Think about this. What would that be like? I think they had another heart attack at that moment. Because not only was there just one, now there was a multitude of angels and saying, glory to God in heaven and on earth, peace among those whom he favors, right? So the shepherds are at this moment standing at the intersection between heaven and earth. Jesus actually is the intersection between heaven and earth. In the word become flesh, God become flesh, right? And now they're standing at the intersection where heaven is breaking into the world in Jesus, but also through these messengers, right? So they're in a very unique place in their lives, right? In this moment, in this experience. And so part of what they're also to behold is that heaven is breaking into what's going on on earth, that Jesus has come and that Jesus is someone that can bring them peace. And so they're, they're beholding this as well. What a sight to behold, as we say. And what do they do? They immediately go to see this. Of course they're going to go see. Who wouldn't go see? Like, wow, I'm going. You're not holding me back. I, did they, like, draw straws to figure out which, one were, which ones were going to stay with the sheep? Because I didn't want to be that guy, right? But they had to figure out, okay, you stay, I go, you know, they all had to rush off, right? Like, I'm going. That's when it's good to be the lead shepherd because you get to go, right? <laughs> so think about these, these things that we're, they're invited to behold, that peace is coming, that Jesus has come. And I think we've gathered tonight, right? We've gathered. This is the first time in two years we've gathered like this. And we're here to behold, to celebrate, hopefully to change our perspective from fear to joy. So let me ask a personal question. You don't have to answer out loud, by the way. But it's a personal question for you to think about. And the personal question is this. What are you afraid of? What do you fear right now? What is it that is consuming you? And I'm not just talking about fear of COVID or fear of getting sick or fear of of that, but I'm talking about real fear. Let me give you some examples. Fear of failure, fear of being alone, fear of being seen as broken or imperfect, fear of death, fear of rejection, fear of not being loved, fear of fill in your blank. What are you afraid of? A great definition of anxiety that I've found is this. Anxiety is literally bowing to our fears, worshiping our fears. 
And what anxiety is, is when we keep bowing to it and keep rehearsing it and keep repeating it and keep looking at it and keep going over it again, what are we doing? We're worshiping our fear. We're bowing to it. We're letting it be worshiped by us. Like the shepherds, we are afraid of things. We have fear. It's a part of the human condition. But the angel is saying, behold, change your perspective on this. Take a deep breath and behold what God is doing. You know, this is also a night in Christmas Eve where we celebrate through music. And there is a message in our music if you really listen to the words. If you listen to the music, there is a message there, and intentionally there is a message in tonight's music about this. You may not have picked up on it, but the last thing that Thelma played tonight was a hymn written by Charles Wesley called Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. And here's what it says. Here's the, here are the lyrics to that song. Come thou long expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. From our fears and sins release us. Let us find our rest, our peace, really, in thee. That's what Charles Wesley hoped as a Christmas hymn. We started the service with that come thou long expected Jesus. Now, so we're here tonight <laughs> to be released from fear and to bring the gift, to ask and accept the gift of peace that Christ brings us and to behold the joy that is in this evening and in Jesus. So we can listen again to the angels inviting us, the angel chorus, the music inviting us to worship with joy instead of fear, to change our perspective. We'll close the service. The other message in the music is we'll close the service with another song that we're going to sing in just a few minutes called Joy to the World. And in that stanza, in one of the stanzas, it says, repeat the sounding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. Instead of repeating our fears, bowing down to them, we repeat the joy. We bow to joy. We bow to peace. We bow to freedom. We bow to being released from fear. We worship the God and Jesus and the Spirit of God that can do that for us and does want to do that for us and does it for us in Jesus Christ. Let's pray. God, we come to you tonight and we wrestle with our fears and we have come tonight to pray together, fear, fear, release us from our fears. Help us to behold again the mighty power of Jesus Christ that frees us from our sin, frees us from our fears, and helps us bow to joy and repeat it over and over again. Thank you, thank you for sending this peace to be with me tonight. Change our perspective as we behold again Jesus Christ in our lives. Change our perspective from fear to joy, from sin and brokenness to wholeness, from hurt to peace. Give us your peace tonight, we pray in Jesus' name.
Amen.